Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. One Giant Step, Episode 7. We are taping this on July 18th, 2022. So what does that mean? It's Sean Moranch and Tommy Lugauer on the eve of rookies reporting to training camp. And it's really got to suck to be these rookies, which I'm sure are excited because you're about to spend what feels like, what, eight weeks, seven weeks before we get real meaningful football. If you do make the roster, that's a long time in camp, hopefully for many of them. Some of them, obviously, a short time, including a lot of those undrafted rookies that won't make the team. But we are inside WFAN, the Odyssey apps, exclusive New York Giants weekly podcast, which is now producing multiple episodes a week. One giant step. Tommy, hello. How are you? Sean, I'm doing well. How you doing, man? I'm doing uh, I'm doing solid. I'm doing okay. Uh, I had a little week off last week, although I was on one giant step, took took care of things, uh, one of which you're going to give me grief for. But, yeah, it was nice, you know, as, as we mentioned last week, a little trip to Sesame Place, a little beach, got to get cleared out of the water for sharks. Animals are overtaking life. There's a lot of lot going on in life here. Yeah, what, what Sean's alluding to, uh, and those of you that follow him on Twitter or just want to check out his Twitter page. MRZCBS, MRAZCBS. All right, you could you could spell. Congrats. Now, I'm I'm checking out Twitter. I'm chilling online or whatever, and I and I see this Marash post that a rabbit somehow, some way, got into his house. Now there was a series of videos. One in particular that I'm gonna get on you for, get on someone in your family for. But the first one was the actual rabbit chilling on the couch watching the game. Basically, had a beer and the remote in his hands. So walk us through that situation. <laughs> And, and we promise we'll have some Giants rookie takes in a second, but this is more important. Yeah, last week, uh, towards the end of the week, I was watching, was it Yankees-Red Sox on Friday? Yankees-Reds, the last game of that series, whatever it was. I was outside in my backyard watching the game. My wife was inside, kids to bed, whatever. Just to give you a little background, earlier that day, I had come down the stairs into my basement where I have my studio here that I broadcast and diagonal from me. I have what we call a man cave. It's my multiple TVs for a football Sunday. I kind of got like the movie theater like screens. That's where I like watching movies too. I came down. I rounded the corner. I saw one of my drop ceiling tiles down. It's a finished basement. No, yeah. Humble brag again. And I didn't think anything of it. My wife had redone the studio behind me. If you're viewing it, you could see it all in brick, but you can't, you're probably listening to it. And I didn't, I just didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, the ceiling tile popped out. I mean, my wife did something, whatever. I threw it up. No, like literally didn't think anything. Eight out. How many times am I going to say that? Jeez. Eight hours go by. I come down the stairs. I'm going to do, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had a couple of rums, rum drinks. I was going to sit down get into a movie, have the sound system blaring. Kids are in bed. I round the corner and I go to basically look and park my ass on the couch. And as you pointed out, somebody beat you to it. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I think this was the most jarring part of it. It's one thing if if some kind of animal gets in your house and they're hiding out under something and they come running out and you do the woo, <laughs> what are you doing? It's another thing to basically have a rabbit sitting full fledged on your couch cushion. My basically it was a bag of Fritos and a Bud Light away from being, you know, one of my friends over hanging out watching a Yankee game and. My immediate reaction was complete frozen. I gasped for a second. And you ever see something where, like, I almost had to, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? Like, one of those moments. You know, not a squirrel, not a bird. You know, it was, yeah, it was a Christmas vacation. There's a rabbit just sitting, a rabbit. (laughs) So immediately, rather than be a true tough guy, man, because it was more shocked than anything, I screamed at the top of my lungs with the kids sleeping upstairs and I huffed it upstairs and I was basically John Candy in the great outdoors. Bear, big bear, big bear, big bear got me. <laughs> and that's basically, I'm trying to get the words out. And my wife has always made this thing. She gets very scared of our basement. Like in, uh, you know, it's, it's dark down here and it's fine, but I love it down here. And she's always said one day there's going to be like a murderer down there. I just want no part of going down there by myself. It's like, that's such a stupid fear. So I come upstairs and she now is frozen. She's like, is it happening? Is somebody down there? As if I'm like, of course I'd be dead. I go, no, there's a rabbit. She goes, a rabbit? What? And we came downstairs. And at this point, we wanted to keep our dog away because it would have been a bloody mess. But the rabbit basically was not moving when we were like, you know, getting close to it. So I tried to call my dad. Dad, you ever have this problem in your house? No help whatsoever. Want a fishing net, something like that. Danielle's stepfather, we call him, was like sending the bat signal. He's like the great outdoorsman. He comes running over. He also brings the fishing net. My neighbor Dave comes over, I think more or less just to see what was going on down there. Uh, and we eventually got the rabbit cornered. It ran underneath like a wall unit thing, and we caught it as one of the videos show on social media in a net and got it out of there. Uh, not before it took a number one and number two on my couch, which I had to wash and clean well, so there was no movie observed that night. But yeah, it was... It was some scene. I mean, to have a rabbit in your house, a rabbit. Well, you said the, uh, you alluded to it, the the video that I, I saw that video. Then I saw the one where it was your father-in-law and you and your father-in-law caught in the net, right? Yes. And your yes. wife is filming this whole thing. Now. Yeah. And by the way, it just get... shows you in this house, we're all about content, right? A, a rabbit comes, oh. you can't not capture every minute of it. Incredible. So she, as the rabbit is being caught or as it's running into the net, she runs up the steps and, and like, I'm sitting there. By the way, it's shot like the Blair Witch Project too. Right, exactly. And I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> Camera now, yeah, now I lived out on Long Island and now I live in the city and I wanted to text her and be like, Sean, tell her like, bro, in my apartment, we have like cockroaches and mice and rats. This is a freaking bunny rabbit. This is well, the Easter bunny. She's running up the steps like the thing has rabies. You want to come here when you got a cockroach on the loose? I don't want to come back into my apartment for a month when you see one of those things crawling around a spider. She's worried think, about a rabbit. I think there's a, a big difference here. Number one, no offense to you living in the city, but you almost expect a rat or a cockroach at some point to come running through you. Sure. I don't exactly live in a forest. I live in a nice suburb, Long Island home where, yeah, there's rabbits in our neighborhood, but never in the house, which by the way, we did find how the rabbit got in. There was a little rotted wood underneath my kitchen siding that when it was a hole and clamped there, I've had that. And you got blamed, I'm sure I would imagine. No, 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 no. Oh, no, it wasn't a morass fault. It wasn't. No, just one of those things that, you know, as a homeowner, you don't realize some of the wear and Mm. tear that one of those areas that you wouldn't see unless you looked for it. 
in the house. Like it was very hidden behind bushes and stuff. So that's how the, the rabbit got in. But yeah, I think it was more too. Number one, my stepfather-in-law who came over, he's again, he's a big hiker. He, you know, he's Mr. Like he's almost like moving in with Al Borland from home improvement. Like he's always <laughs> over with some kind of home project when he's showing me the ropes. My dad was never really a handyman. And like the help is always warranted, but he flat out told us, because at some point my wife was like, don't worry, the rabbit's not going to bite you. It might leap, and that's a little scary. And he said, I wouldn't be so sure of that. Some of these rabbits can have rabies and stuff. So that's where we were like, okay. I was taking his word for it. I mean, he could be wrong, I, but I was like, geez, I, nobody needs that in the house. Also, again, it's a rabbit. Like, it's the shock factor of, like, how did this get here? This is not a pet rabbit. It's a wild rabbit off essentially the Robert Moses Causeway on Long Island. Yeah, I mean, I, I poke fun, but but it, honestly, dude, if we ever have or when we've had, because I've been living in the city a couple of years, Brooklyn, Queens, so yeah. I've seen my assortment of, of bugs through the years. Some you don't even, the worst is when you don't even know, I've never even seen this type of bug. I just know it's disgusting and it's like climbing on my wall. Whenever we've had that scenario, I always go, I go right to my wife or at that time she was my you know girlfriend, fiance, and she kills it. I'm man enough to admit that. I don't want to kill a bug. I don't want to go anywhere near it. I am scared. So I made fun of your wife, but the reality is I'd be there right behind her, you know, with the boom, basically ready to whack the thing if it came up the steps, because it just, it, it freaks me out. And it's just like, you don't want anything to do with it. And to everybody that's subscribed again, anywhere podcasts are subscribable, go to that Odyssey app, go to Spotify, go to iTunes. Anybody who's tweeted at us at Mraz CBS at Tommy Lugauer about this pod. We appreciate the early listenership that we're gaining, but if you tweet at us, it's just direct. Like I heard that in the newsroom. You, you came through in WFAN today. Uh, you know, it's just a rabbit. What are you scared of? Everybody's a tough guy until you're in that scenario. Every single person. Of course, like, I would feel the same way. It's a rabbit. What are you scared of? Until oh, you're faced with this thing eye to eye in your own home. Remember, you have home court advantage there, but it's leaping at you. It's doing this. It's doing that. It's, you know, it's quick. And and again, the other fear in that moment, too, I can't express this enough, is you see one rabbit. The fear is where are the others, right? What, what is family? Like, Right, right. Is the family under the couch? And like that old answer, if I go at him, am I always going to look behind me? There's another one jumping on my back. Who knows? Anything was possible in that scenario. But the rabbit got out. And then, by the way, that brought me to like Friday morning or Saturday morning. It was like 95 degrees with humidity. And I got the stepfather calling me seven in the morning. Make sure you get up. I find the hole. You know, we're with it. I'm I'm basically drilling plywood underneath my house, going through branches and everything, getting stabbed, pricked, prodded die in a sweat and had to essentially spend a day off patchworking the house, which is never what you want to do. Never but, what you want to do. But, but that Sean, was a like, big get me to football moment, by the way, that was a moment when you're under that house, you go, this is why you sit on the couch for 12 hours and eat nachos and ring dings. Yeah. But again, you're, you're saying like you're eye to eye to the rabbit. Like it's like Vecna from stranger things. I mean, you didn't have like a zombie or a beast or a demon in your house. You had a rabbit. I I I to the thing like like the freaking conquering hero here. Which, by the way, if I, me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. You didn't really do much. You weren't really part of the capture. Oh, I absolutely was. I oh, directed I it into the net. I had the oh, Swiffer right. underneath the thing. Well, you the decoy. You were like the uh, you know no, basically no, the piece of meat for the rabbit to run. I feel I like had the brother-in-law did all the work. No, no, no. He caught. He was the final guy who caught the net. 
It's like the guy catching the last out of the perfect game. I threw all the strikes. <laughs> oh, he sure. just made the catch. Yeah, you called That's him what up I did. over. That's what you did. And and I guided him around. We got him into a spot where, you know, I had no choice but to jump into the net. So it was huge. It was a big moment. But, you know, again, then you come back to work and away we go. And let's just hope. By the way, last year we had Leonard Williams eating like a pounding heart out of a fish there. So uh-huh. he's a real tough guy. I'm not the tough guy catching all of this. 